happy Wednesday, Anna. Happy Wednesday, Andy. And happy April 1st. It's April 1st, and you know what that means. That means today is... Rent. No, yeah. uh, April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I was... Um, well, I forgot about that, but it is also National One Cent Day and International Tatting Day, which I'm not sure what that means. Tatting? T-A-T-T-I-N-G? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, tattooing? Well, that would be... It would say tattooing, though, right? Because yeah, that's a word. Tatting? Tatting? I don't know. That's, I, don't, uh, I, I don't know. If only we had a device... Where we could have access to information. Bless you, Google. Hey, we didn't cheers today. We did not cheers today. This is a a lovely looking drink. So let's cheers. Cheersies. This, while Andy's looking up what tatting is, um, I will explain the drink. So Mm. it's kind of like a mojito, which, um, true story, a lot of bartenders hate making. So it's kind of funny that... Now that we're, you know, uh, self-quarantined and all that, that um, I'm making a lot of drinks that, as a bartender, I don't care to make normally. So anyway, um, a mojito, but it's vodka instead of rum. So it's going to be vodka with our homemade monk root simple syrup and macerated uh, blueberries and mint topped with soda water. And it's actually really refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's nice, and the blueberries were really sour, so that's why I added the, uh, the simple. Uh, definitely one to revisit once the the warmer days. Oh, for sure, yeah. Approach, yeah. And I even like while I was oh, making I this, I yeah. had the idea to do this with cucumber also. Hmm. Hmm. I like that idea. Occasionally, we'll suck up a piece of mint, mint or blueberry skin, so that might be. Sorry if there's a chewing sound. <laughs> you want a piece of drink? Uh, <laughs> tatting is the skill of making delicate, elegant tatted lace. It is enjoyed by thousands of people. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> Literally worldwide. tens of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said. It's uh, only Sunday school teachers to On do this that. day, tatters around the world Hi, have different activities, mostly educational, uh, to celebrate their hobby and introduce it to others. Oh, well, thank God for them. Mm-hmm. What so, was the other uh, one? Maybe cent, check up one on cent your, day? Uh, yeah, well, I'll give you two cents, day. I say. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> yesterday was Trans Day of Visibility, so yes. we wanted to honor that, um, as we do have some trans friends that were excited and posting about it. So, um, happy day of visibility, y'all. We love you. Yes, we love you very much. Not you, Dottie. No, I mean, I do love you, but that wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, got, she got a little excited. She got excited. I think she wants to eat soon. Oh, yeah. Um, or we'll, uh, do you want to do news first? And then there will... Uh, yeah, let's we'll do get, news. Okay. So, uh, so, news. A lot of stuff uh, A lot of stuff going on in the world today. What have you observed? Um, well... The past couple of days, I guess. On Saturday, I was really excited to see... A couple of notable DJs playing um, some video DJ sessions, which was really cool. It was a uh, Heather Hardcore at the Moreau, and um, the gentleman over at Riches as well. I didn't get his name actually, um, but I did watch for quite a while, and his set was really entertaining. 
Um, but uh, I thought that was really cool that the DJs were still pumping out some tunes for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little dance party action. Yeah, we uh, we engaged in that a little bit last night. We did. We yeah. drank too much last night, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a little bit. Was... We stayed up late. Mm-hmm. Um. So, on a more somber note, a couple of more uh, known people have been diagnosed with coronavirus and or COVID-19. CNN's anchor Chris Cuomo and then uh, singer-songwriter Jackson Brown as well has contracted that. And he unfortunately passed it on to his son as Mm. well. So that's um, really sad. And then it's actually possible... Eliza Schlesinger might have it. She has a lot of the symptoms, but she will not go out and get tested. She is um, self-quarantining at home and taking care of herself there because she feels that um, those tests should be going to people that need them more than she does. So she's uh, she's posting a lot of videos from home, so that's been cool to watch. Oh, and her show just released today, mm-hmm. also on Netflix, the Eliza Schlesinger variety show or something like that sketch comedy show um so we will definitely be staying tuned for that because i'm a huge fan of her her work usually um so also to add to uh news and kind of uh use a term that's um a phrase that's being used a lot lately in work meetings and webinars and stuff like that we're going to circle back let's circle back to the whole uh april fool's thing uh we were we were concerned that we were gonna find a lot of maybe not just in poor taste but just terrible April Fool's jokes mm-hmm. quote unquote I'm doing finger quotes of that mm-hmm. because people always do that and they always you know a lot of times it's just an excuse to be mean they're not even jokes it's yeah. just people do mean things like you know hey you're ugly ha April Fool's I mean that's yeah. not that's not that's a prank that's just and then you dumb. know yeah there's like so one of the ones I saw that like the one that was funny mean was uh my friend Matt posted it on my Facebook when I asked. He said that his uh 6-year-old daughter Freya put hot sauce in his coffee. <laughs> Which um I've met Freya. She's a little spunky little angel lover. She's like a special little unicorn. Um that's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like I mean for a 6-year-old to do. And then um one of the ones I saw also, oh, Ijoma Aluo, she said that her son was leaving little fake baggies of cocaine all over the house, oh, which wow. is like a weird thing for a He's 12-year-old a to do. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, whose is it? You know, like. Who's, if you haven't read the book, uh, plug for her book. So oh, for sure. You want, so you want to so talk, you about, want to talk about race. Yeah. Um, is is really insightful and and those of us that are that are that feel that we're on the right side of things and want to do better uh, it's um a full of way advice. of yes full of advice and a way of being introspective with yourself and being honest with yourself and, mm-hmm. and understanding um you know your your own my own privilege and and um implicit biases so highly recommend that for um, sure. I'm so, like I'm not even done with it yet, but I've gotten so much from it already. Other than that, I haven't seen too many other pranks. We asked people to to share stories if they had any of of bad uh April Fools they jokes, but I haven't seen any. I did see the 
Hey everybody, I'm pregnant. Oh god. And you actually yeah. know someone with that kind of poor taste in humor. That's I don't know, that's just it's like for common. one it's super cheap joke, yeah. but then it's also really insensitive to the people that are fertility challenged, you know, like I mean that you can be so flippant about something that they dedicate all of their thoughts and time to. So um yeah, just be be sensitive, be kind to each other. And um I guess, I don't know, people can call me a snowflake all they want, but I just try to be, like, aware of what I'm saying and try not to hurt other people by that. Like, speaking of, like, you know, we were going to talk about some um, other topics about, like, fat phobia and um, mm. stuff like that today, um, but one of the, you know, like, I guess one of like the main points that I want to drive home about anything like that is it it costs you absolutely nothing to change your behavior if someone has said that that offends or hurts them in some way. Just to not say it yeah. anymore. It it's like I mean what what you're doing by continuing to make jokes like that or you know like homophobic or trans insensitive or fatphobic what you're saying is your feelings don't matter to me if someone has told you that they're upset by that. Like, you're basically just like, well, fuck you then, if you continue to do that behavior. So, um, just try to think, like, I guess, just try to be, like, more aware of the things that you say and sensitivity to others. Because, like... And be open to someone pointing out that something's problematic. Because a lot of times people don't. And and specifically what we're talking about is just, there's a lot of different variations of memes and jokes about... You know how you're gonna look before quote unquote quarantine, and how you're gonna look after, and it's usually you know like a picture of someone mm-hmm. visibly heavier, or you know, or it's like a, a, a really, cat with their belly sticking out, yeah, or something or like that, really, or like a baby really with rolls, kid or something like that. Yeah, and which again, it's so poor taste to like use a child like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the cat doesn't get its feelings hurt that we're aware of, but someone's kid, you know, but that's, you know, that's it, mean. Again, like those of us that are that are already dealing with issues, just to see that that's how people view, uh, you know, yeah, that's how people view fat people as yeah. you know something that they're gonna turn into, right? Uh, because they're not like as if going it's gonna be the worst thing in the world. Going to the movies or something, yeah. it's like it's <laughs> I know the thing that would naturally probably happen to everyone because we're less active. Or being shamed for. So, anyway. Right. Um, Granted, that's not why I've been working out. Like, I'm, you know, working out for my health. But um, it's a bonus, I guess. Like, like to lose weight. But, like, I don't... I don't want to... I don't know. I don't... I don't want to get into all my own shit. But, uh, yeah. So, be nice. Stop being jerks. Don't make dumb April Fool's jokes. Right? Yep. I guess. So let's feed Dottie. Yeah, let's feed the baby. <laughs> yeah, so, I think she's barking while yeah. she was eating. <laughs> Dottie, Dottie's eating her uh, evening meal and she just like randomly just went, Yeah, because I can hear her crunching. I guess so, we do that too, you know. Yeah. Just, Shut up! Whatever noise is out there. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, uh, so before we get into uh, distractions, entertainment, sports, you have any work updates? Um, oh, uh, I got an email back from the U.S. Bartenders Guild, which I mentioned in mm. a previous episode oh, yeah. that I had applied for. Um, and the email says, like, hold your horses. We are super busy. <laughs> Basically, it was like, it was like, we're swamped and we have no idea when we're going to catch up. So hang tight. But um, that's still step one out of like the four steps to get a grant. So I probably won't end up getting anything. They haven't said nay yet, right? No, but I have to do like a phone interview and I have to like submit more paperwork and... Because the horses... Because you said hold your horses. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, work? Work. Um, nothing really to report from work. Uh, well, busy. actually, yeah, yeah, we've been busy. Uh, we've been trying to... to uh, continue just doing different webinars. Webinars. Uh, another uh, things for teachers, but uh, I was watching the the governor Gavin Newsom, our governor of California, um, was basically saying, I don't know if it was a a mandate per se, but he's was basically saying that yeah, school is probably gonna not come back, so the kids are gonna be out for the rest of the year, uh, but they're kind of pushing all their chips into the the uh, center of the pile for um, distance learning, which is just, you know, that, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's we're doing a lot of work to support that, but it's just so difficult and so hard to ensure that every student, every kid is going to have what they need in order to be successful. And it's, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to sit on webinars all day. I mentioned that last time, but. Um, you know, they're kind of really concentrating on making sure that kids have devices and internet access, but I think there's other things too, as I was mentioning my coworkers, it's just, even if you have all that stuff, I mean, being able to have a place, a, a safe, conducive environment to learning, uh, is essential too and a lot of kids don't have that regardless right. of whether they have well, internet access. Well, that and all the distractions, like, you better believe if I was home for school that my ass would be sitting there watching freaking prices right every morning and mm -hmm. like all the Jerry Springers like I definitely wouldn't have gotten anything done mm -hmm. if that was my other my other option yeah it's just it's been really weird I mean I always I always uh kind of jokingly advocated for oh we should be able to work from home at least a couple of a couple of days a month or something like that you know, because I thought maybe oh, we'll change that. Maybe they'll implement be, that now. Well, yeah, it's proving that we can totally do that. But it seems like some days I've got way more shit to do uh, than I would at the office. Physically being at the office, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's not so talk again, about that a, too much right, in case somebody from your work is. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying I'm just that. You know, I mentioned before, you can get comfortable and you it's a lot easier to go down rabbit holes and to, you know, get into things because you're in a reasonably comfortable environment. Mm -hmm. But that's that's me. And so I can still be productive, but someone, you know, just adults. Like if you're in a not very good or safe house uh, or you've got kids or, right, you know, whatever problems 
they're dealing with or whatever it's it's really difficult so it's i don't know we'll have to see i read an article that said it's not going to be just like you see all these people again with the memes online posting about how oh and this is all over we're gonna throw a big rager like that's going to be announced on one day and then everything's going to be back to normal but it's going to be more um periods i was reading an article it's like uh oh it's gonna happen donnie's about to burp here oh what is she doing she laid herself out like a like a bear blanket Mm mm-hmm She's like, a splat. Well, she kind of makes those post-eating noises that we do sometimes where it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But her little paws are out. Like, she's like, well, just I'm, completely maybe, splayed. Maybe that aids digestion. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on to distractions. What's... What's new in the world of entertainment and Hollywood celebrities? Um, okay, so I would say, well, I'm sure by now everyone has seen the Samuel L. Jackson reading Stay the Fuck at Home, um, adult children's book type thing. Um, that mm. was on Jimmy Kimmel. I watched part of it today. It was pretty funny. Um I also was a big fan of the uh, the Barefoot Contessa Makes Cosmo video. <laughs> she, Ina Garten, so mm-hmm. like the host of Barefoot Contessa, you know, she's like notorious for like getting the most ridiculous, like expensive. Like if you don't have fresh uh, pig hunted white truffle, store bought is fine. You know, like oh, yeah. that kind of, you know. <laughs> Generic. Um, right. <laughs> Generic truffle. Right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> she she gets this pitcher, right? You think she's going to make like a big jug of lemonade or something. And she grabs a bottle of Grey Goose and dumps the entire fucking thing in it, <laughs> in this pitcher. And then she's like, one cup of cranberry cocktail. And she uses like the ocean spray bottle, which like sh- normally she's so bougie. But she just like pours the bottle in there and then like some Cointreau like you know, like a quarter of a bottle or something. She pours it right in there. And then she stirs this bad boy up, right? Oh, and like a cup of lime juice. Um, She stirs the whole thing up and then gets out this giant fucking martini glass and just like drinks this Cosmo on camera. It was, she's an inspiration, man. I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was great. Um, Especially, you know, like, because you think it's just going to be like a normal drink and then it's this huge glass. Um, some might recognize that type of martini glass as like being used as tip jars at some places because they're so big. Um, pretty funny. Anyway, um, oh, and then I wanted to bring attention to a, a at-home celebrity happy hour that I've been watching, which is Paul Feig, who's one of like the main producers of The Office and, and directed a few episodes. He too, directed, right? yeah. Um, he's just delightful, and then his wife will come in at the end. Like he makes all the cocktails and he shakes them up, and um, you know, he's no bartender. Like he doesn't do it right or anything, but he's just so entertaining to watch. And his videos are only like five minutes long, so if you have time, like those are on Instagram. It's Paul Feig, P-A-U-L-F-I-E-G, and then he calls himself your drunk uncle, your drunkle. Is it E-I or I-E? I think. I don't know. I think I'm it's I-E. Asking. It's I'm not F-I-E-G. Being, <laughs> yeah. I'm not being facetious. I'm no, just, I, I I spelled it right. It's I-E-G. Okay. Feig. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, 
yeah, so that's that's about it. You got anything for sports this week? Um, sports, um, no, the only thing that I saw that was kind of interesting, it was yesterday, um, I read an article about uh, someone who was interviewing, or they'd had a, probably a webinar, uh, with uh, the athletic directors for from major universities, colleges, mm-hmm. and so they're asking them, well, you know, what's, what's going to happen if the college football season is... Um, delayed or canceled and one of them actually said oh if that happens we're fucked why well there's so much revenue that's brought into colleges especially Mm. like the big colleges from from college football so aside from the ridiculous money that people pay to go there well yeah but they make so much more on so just think of like these big colleges. I mean, you know, uh, I went to University of Texas. So Texas, their football stadium holds over a hundred thousand people. So, you know, that's ticket sales one for a hundred thousand people. Oh yeah, plus, the stadium is huge. I remember. Plus concessions, and then uh, they also have TV deals, so they get money whenever they they play on television. And mm. then they get sponsorships and all this money and boosters and all that stuff. Uh, of course, they don't pay the players anything, but, you know, whatever. Why, why do they need money? Because they're doing all Didn't the work. Didn't somebody but... suggest that they pay the players? Yeah, that's that's been something they... Backburnered. I think they said, the NCAA said that they were allowed to take money from endorsements or something like that. I'm not sure. I'll have to research that. I see. But, um, but anyway, so... Unfortunately, even though this comes up when we're dealing with like Title IX issues uh, and gender equity in sports and collegiate athletics, um, it's true that a lot of that revenue that they bring in helps support all the other sports at mm. the universe, both men and women. So it could be very, very detrimental to, is what they're saying. I mean, got it. You know, I guess we'll just wait and see, right? Yeah, if the, you know, Tallahassee. Juco fighting, I don't know, palm trees or whatever, don't don't trot out there. I mean, I don't know if it's really going to affect a school like that, but if it's Alabama or Texas or USC... Those are big ones, mm-hmm. if you don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know why I know? Because of you. But, you know, they'll probably just raise tuition and make all the other students... Yeah, make it even harder. Have, so, yeah. anyway. Cool. Fun. Go sports. Yay, sports. Second cocktail time. <laughs> I was like, well, who's going to talk first? Mm. <laughs> yeah, second cocktail. I'll do it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very good. So, yeah, so I keep sucking up like blueberry skin. Mm-hmm. So you might hear me chewing, which I hope is not the case, but uh, it's possible. Um, So we have been watching some exorcism movies. So, mm-hmm. like, generally, those kind of movies scare the bejesus out of me. Well, we mentioned uh, last time, I think, in the last podcast, there was that BuzzFeed list of oh, yeah, horror yeah, yeah, movies yeah. based on right, real, right. real stories. So, we could, I think we posted a link to that, but we did. Not, we'll go back. Mm-hmm. We anyway, posted it on the Facebook page. So, two of the movies 
that were on there. So we watched um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm-hmm. which was kind of more like a courtroom drama than anything. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of, um, I guess, I, I don't know, it didn't scare me, which is good, because uh, the actual Exorcist movie is terrifying. Like, The Exorcist is one of the scariest movies of all time, in my opinion. Um, And then, so in addition to that, we watched both movies in the last Exorcism uh, franchise, which was funny to me that there was even a sequel, because the first one's called Last Exorcism. Yeah, I (laughs) I forgot. And I guess I did see it when it came out. Yeah. They but I forgot that there was a Last Exorcism right. Part 2. Right. <laughs> so. They should have changed the name to like Second to Last Exorcism. The penultimate Exorcism. <laughs> right. um, so the first one Please. definitely had its moments. Like I was, I was pretty scared during that one at some points. But the second one was just stupid. Like I, yeah. I did not. I don't know. I mean it had its moments too. But it's like it picks up where the other one left off. And you know. With, like, the twist ending from the first one, you kind of just didn't need a second movie. I get my exorcism movies confused now because... That did happen. When we were looking for that one, yeah. we saw... And, and the whole the thing was because... The other one because we were watching that Lifetime movie. And I was like, oh, that's Emily Rose. Yeah. And I was totally wrong about that. It was... it. She was Nell from right. Last Exorcism. Yes. Yeah. So, so we started watching... Emily, Emily Rose. Rose and I was like oh shit that's not that's, that's a not different the right person. yeah so she was <laughs> so the one watched. who played yeah. Nell um Sweetser in The Last Exorcism she was the uh a mom with postpartum depression whose well, friend was, was evil she, a mom? she no was the mom. she was the mom the other one the other one is the bad one Sarah Rue played the bad guy on that one so anyway, yeah. uh, Nell Sweetser, a.k.a. Oh, shit. Something Bell. I forget her name. Um, it's definitely something Bell. But she uh, she played like a mom that had postpartum depression and made a friend over the internet who turned out to be kind of a creep. That's all on that. Oh, um, so I am a big fan of Project Runway and have been watching it from the beginning. So uh, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn just came out with a new show on Amazon uh, called Making the Cut. And I watched the first episode um, the other day. There there are two now, but uh, I didn't make it to the second one. Shoot, I guess I could have done that today. Uh, but no, uh, it's promising. We'll see. I um, I definitely wasn't vibing with the outfits Heidi was wearing. Like the weird, like... I don't know, it kind of reminded me of, like, Carrie Bradshaw, like, circa season five with, like, the weird pinstripe, and I don't know. Wasn't crazy about it. But the show looks interesting, and then they're basically, like, their workroom is, like, an atelier. It's, like, pretty cool. Like, it's very, it takes place in Paris, and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Anyways. What's that? Uh, That's, like, where they do couture. Basically, like, they design, it's, like, the house or the studio where they make couture clothing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that, layman's out there who don't know what an atelier. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I just like I said, I've been watching the show from the beginning, so I know like a lot of the jargon. Um. 
there was one thing you wanted to talk about related to SNL. Yes, we're still uh, working our way still through uh, through the seasons they have available on Hulu. I think we're in season 30. We just finished the season 34 finale, which is Will Ferrell. So it's like right? 2008 right now. Yeah. Um, um, and it's one thing I'm noticing is that they, they, I guess they've always done this, but I think more so lately around this era and later is that they just once they find like a couple of hosts that they like like they're they on. use them all the time yeah, yeah. So. so like JT Justin Timberlake's on a lot um mm-hmm. Steve Martin yeah Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin Seth uh, Rogen's been on a couple times right um and then not not just that but they repeat sketches a lot mm-hmm. like the, the Lawrence Welk one and and the fake commercials that they do with like edible diapers, which was uh, we have to yeah. we have to fast forward it because it's so gross. That's what uh, a lot of the well, especially the early years of SNL and and Eddie Murphy's sketches. A lot of those were only were one off. Mm-hmm. Did I mean he did a couple of recurring things like the Mister Robinson the same. Of course, there was a lot of cocaine in that writing room. Oh back then. yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot of drugs. probably I don't know, I don't know there. I don't. I feel like there. it's like a bunch of goody two shoes and the ones that we're watching right now. I think mm-hmm. Amy Poehler was like a big stoner, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to something we said earlier about um fat shaming and fat phobia and all that, there was a rumor that Casey Wilson from SNL was fired from the show for her weight, which um I took the time to look into. I did a little deep dive, uh, deep dive on the internet, and that rumor is unfounded so it was just like a supposition on someone's part like they were just like oh that's probably why because she's heavier um so even like the suggestion that she was fired for her weight Mm -hmm. whoever came up with that rumor was being fat phobic like interesting how you know how that works but then same same season michaela watkins comes in about like halfway through and she was actually fired because Lauren Michaels said she was too pretty for sketch comedy, which is weird. And that was... It seems like kind of like he was using that as an excuse because she's... She actually said that? Uh, he's quoted as saying it. Mm. Like, she's too pretty for sketch comedy, or uh, she might have... I've heard that yeah. myself. That you're too pretty for sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's definitely true. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that face. Uh, you can't see him. Every job I've been turned down for, mm-hmm. that's been the excuse. So, I'm I'm interested to look <laughs> up... <laughs> I like you just... Like, <laughs> I just continue. Uh, you carry don't even on. slow down to go speed Bobby. <laughs> just, just continue. Um, I'm interested to see when Jenny Slate joins the cast a little bit later on, because I am a big fan of hers yes, and her comedy. She's, she's just like... So cute. That's, um, if you don't know, like, off the top of your head who Jenny Slate is, she plays Mona Lisa Saperstein on Parks and Rec. She's, like, the spoiled brat who's like, money, please. Mm-hmm. Um, she also is a, a regular and Kroll show. Oh, yeah. You watch the, the Kroll show. Yep. Um, she, I watched a couple episodes of that. Yeah. And she that. has, like, her stand-up comedy special, um, which is perfectly her because it's so... It's kind of um, weird. Quirky, yeah, yeah. But but just as you described her, but it's it's really good. She she has um, 
I found it stage fright, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's... She has really bad stage mm-hmm. fright. So she's just, like, super awkward in her stand-up. And there's, like, a lot of stuff where they, like, focus on her home life and stuff, too, which is cool because it kind of gives you, like, an insight as to, like, how she got the way she did. Mm-hmm. Which is, um... I don't know. I liked that where she like written notes to herself in her closet on the wall. I like stuff like that. I like a little, little quirky quirk. Well, I think a lot of highly successful people are quirky and eccentric, mm-hmm. and you know. Oh, so too. I've got success in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freaking weirdo. <laughs> but I've never been fired for being too pretty. Are you a creep? I'm a creep. Do you ever wonder like what? Sometimes it's what the hell you're doing here. <laughs> you that? We're quoting Radiohead now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yay! And it wins the prize. <laughs> I won't sing it. The though. prize is being married to you, my love. Uh, Our anniversary is next week, by the way. Oh yeah, we should. It's on Tuesday. On that day. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Before we, I'm gonna thaw out some. Yeah, so romantic, you guys. I'm gonna thaw out some ribeyes and make some like broccoli or something on the side um deal oh maybe we can drink that wine we got in texas it'll be yeah. like our anniversary wine that would be good Get, maybe some champies some mm-hmm. cheap champies they have andre in a can now at 7-eleven so you know we'd be doing it in style maybe, maybe light a candle i forgot about that i'll be right back <clears throat> did your throat cleared Ahem. <laughs> So, all right, so since we have no questions again, because I guess all of our friends are not inquisitive folk. That and like no one's listening to this. Yeah. That's, <laughs> just that's like same, a, hand, it's, it's a handful of the same people. Like yeah. yeah. Um, My other oh, personality loves our, it. our Instagram is still fucking suspended. It's so annoying. I've reported the problem like three different times and they're not doing anything about it. So, like, every single day, it'll be like, you can use your profile on this day, and then every day that date changes to the next day. So, like, I'm still unable to completely, like, post anything, like, or follow people back. I don't get that. Like, their... What's their problem? Their algorithm has to be off, because clearly, like, obvious, Mr. Obvious Russian bot... Right. ...can exist and, you know, get... Or, like, I can get, like, like, weird fucking DMs from randoms all the time. they're trying to sell. They're billionaires... Trying to build their careers and they're going to show you their secrets. Like that kind of stuff. Or like naked girls send me stuff. Like, do you want to chat? I'm like, how? How is this getting through? With zero posts and like 8,000 people they're following. Anyways. I feel bad for the one sincere person who's like really just wanting to chat with people. (laughs) It's just, they're trying to get out of their shell and... You know, it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, Have you I'm, seen that, that... I'm, I know I'm like intimidating to people because of my, you know, looks and attractiveness, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get out there and, you know, Hey, Hey, gorgeous. How's it going? Block. Yeah. Report. Block and then <laughs> report account. Yeah. Um, there, have you seen the thing where it's like this guy, Brad, and he's sending people text messages. He's like, I'm just texting random numbers because I'm bored in quarantine anybody want to fight have you seen that <laughs> no oh my know. god comedy gold they're so funny 
I think um, TJ posted those if you mm. want to find them later. Um, I might, maybe I'll share them. Um, they're funny. Wasn't there something going on about your like text text neighbor, your number neighbors, or something like that? Oh yeah, I never got to, any of those. You're supposed to text like one one sequential number before and after your number. Yeah, no, I I never got a single one. Mm. Um, no, let's do some shout outs. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, you know what? Before, before we do that, I wanted to bring up this thing that I actually, I reposted, um, on my page and then again in like a, uh, the server bartender group, the restaurant group that Keith made. Um, it's this thing called, uh, service industry dot tips. If you go to that web address, it will generate a random bartender for you to tip. Um, and I believe they're all San Diego based. So that's pretty cool that somebody invented that thingy that you can just boop. And then mm-hmm. it'll be like so-and-so who works at yada yada. And then you can tip them on Venmo if you feel so inclined to like send them five, ten bucks or something, um, which is really cool. And I joined that page as well. So hopefully I will get some tips, you know, um, that being said, speaking of like Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, um, I have a very sincere and heartfelt shout out to anybody that has helped me on any of those platforms because I um, I posted my information last night just because honestly I was not sure what we're going to do now with like my unemployment not being approved yet and rent being due and all that stuff. And I, I really have to say just the, the warmest thank you, uh, to anyone that has reached out, um, on any of those to be, I, I cannot honestly thank you enough. Like I, I was blown away by some of the generosity of my friends. So, um, and friends of friends too, uh, so that's, I mean, honestly, that's my, all my shout outs for the day are going to you all because that was just so incredibly special and like, I'm trying not to cry. So Andy's turn. So my shout out is that I think I've shouted him out for a friend, Jer, for the simple fact of sending us a text message the <laughs> other day. That's oh my God. Not for the faint of heart. So it... It would take the whole he, podcast yeah, to read yeah. it to you. So, essentially, it was about how he's watching Jurassic Park and discovered <laughs> that the actor that plays the little kid, Timmy. Timmy, is the same actor that plays the character in the movie The River Wild. And he somehow figured out that it's possible that those two films could be part of the same cinematic universe that it's the same character it's the same character so like they go on the river rafting trip because of his jurassic park trauma right and so that was probably one of the most insightful things that i've uh that and just it took me like five minutes to read it it was like the longest text i've ever i feel like he put it in like a word document and then copy and pasted it and then group texted it to us like insane like my my response was all caps. Oh mm-hmm. my fucking god. Yeah. <laughs> but I always can trust that he will always provide a thoughtful response <laughs> to anything, 
anytime you ask him, like, what do you think of blank? And so I, I shout him out for that. He's also, like, one of the funniest people we know. Like, yeah. Andy and Jeremiah can go on, like, riffing for hours. Like, we went to Universal Studios, the three of us, one time, and I felt like I wasn't even there. I was just, like, on their date. You were there. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, on that note, uh, we will say so long for this uh, Wednesday, April 1st, and this latest edition of Homebound Happy Hour. We thank you for enjoying us and enjoying your beverages. Hopefully... Um, you're drinking while you're listening to this um, and if you, you're not liking what you're hearing just drink more as they say so mm-hmm. and if <laughs> drink you're not until, drinking, you, until you like it yeah uh, if you're not drinking while you're listening that's also fine too right 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 of course it, but it doesn't have to be sober listening we're giving you permission soft drinks yeah yeah we're giving you permission to drink alcohol right over 21 of course so on that note, we yeah. will leave you be and remember the speaking of bees, remember the three bees. Uh-huh. Um, be safe. Be safe. Be smart. Be smart. And be sanitary. Be sanitary. And we'll see you next time. See ya.